Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up? What's up? What's up, my friends? And welcome to Studio de Hefri. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. You can hear me on 97.1 The Freak in DFW from 7 to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday on a show called The Speakeasy with Julie Dobbs and Kevin Turner. And I hope that you do. That's something messing with my face. Anyway, two things that I want to talk about today in Cowboy Land. Uh, one is something that was written on The Ringer, and I love The Ringer. I love the stuff that they do, and I think it's a good question that I actually talked about earlier this offseason that's worth revisiting. And then we got a couple of things on guys like Jalen... Jalen Tolbert, Luke Schoonmaker, Brandon Cooks, um, Brian Schottenheimer, Tyler Smith. A lot of nugs to go through today. And per standard operating procedure, this will be brought to you by my friends at Bet Online, your number one source for, oh, your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Right now, there's a basketball game on the TV in the living room that I hope you can't hear through my microphone. But you get the latest odds and lines, including player reports for the uh, basketball playoffs, Bet Online. Your sports information headquarters this season. They got you covered. All your sports wagering needs, basketball, baseball, hockey's, UFC, boxing. The easiest, fastest way to get your betting info, including, listen to what's happening to my voice. Hello. Including live betting options. And your favorite casino and card games you can play right from home. Go to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay. So thing number one for today is written on the ringer. And I think it's smart thinking. What they did, let me give the author credit. Shale Kapadia. If I mispronounce your name, I apologize because I think you're a badass. It was one thing that we've learned from every NFC team in the offseason. And maybe we'll be workshopping here to see if I agree with this. For the Dallas Cowboys, they overreacted to their playoff loss. And I would contend you could maybe say playoff loss is. Last year, Cowboys really good team. 12-5, and five. that's good. Do 12-5 and five again, I'll be happy. Um, third in the NFC, they'll be a very good team again. They made smart trades with Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. Uh, getting rid of Zeke and not bringing back Dalton Schultz for a bunch of money is probably good process. A lot of good things happening. So what is the biggest thing that's going to change with the Cowboys this offseason? Well, they go through it. They let go of Kellen Moore. And Mike McCarthy's going to run the show now. And I kind of oscillate on this one. Uh, I do, uh, boy, if what they wrote is what really plays out, then I do think the Cowboys offense is going to slide a little bit and go backwards. Because as they note, McCarthy indicated this offseason, he thinks the Cowboys can benefit from a more run-heavy approach that limits turnovers and puts games in the hands of the defense. McCarthy's comments demonstrated a fundamental misunderstanding of what is actually wrong with the Cowboys. That I agree with. Uh, I think you can look at Dak's career and last year, I can tell you why he threw more interceptions, and I don't think it's hard to do. It lines up with his entire career. Dak threw more interceptions than usual, because Dak played the same way that Dak has always played, or at least since his first year or two, and was throwing to inferior people. That's why he threw interceptions. Um, Dak in the NFL is towards the very, very aggressive end of what do you do with the football on third down? 
Dak is going to try to convert it. He's not going to check it down and punt the ball away very often unless it looks terrible back there and he doesn't have a chance to do anything. Dak's turnovers were a product of Dak being the same guy he's always been, which is one of the eight best quarterbacks in the league, and on the very aggressive end of the spectrum when it comes to trying to convert and keep drives going. And that's why the Cowboys, in the Kellen Moore-Mike McCarthy era, when Dak plays, are the second-best offense in football in EPA per play. Uh, I know in the comments I'll get stuff about Dak's not good enough and this and that and this and that, and I'm not even here to fight that one today. Obviously, I think most people would know that I disagree with that. Uh, He ain't Pat Mahomes, but I just think it's hard to argue with the results over the last three or four years of being one of the two best offenses in football uh, when that dude's the quarterback and a bad offense when he's not playing quarterback. I think it's pretty clear that he's pretty good at quarterback. If Mike McCarthy really is going into this season with the idea that the way I'm going to call plays and the way that we're going to run offense is going to be designed to limit turnovers, you bet your sweet bottom that this Cowboys offense will be worse than it was a year ago because you're going to be taking the ball out of the hands of the guy who's the reason you've been one of the two best offenses in football and you're going to be calling plays that don't lend themselves to letting you score the most points in football like they did a year ago after Dak returned from injury. Um, So if Mike McCarthy, the things he's saying this offseason are true, then yes, this Cowboys offense is going to be worse. I also don't know if they're going to be true. Mike McCarthy's called plays before. Mike McCarthy calls a lot of passing plays. That's what he does. And sure, Aaron Rodgers is part of that. But dudes who want to just smash the ball into the line of scrimmage tend to just smash the ball into the line of scrimmage, and he hasn't been that as a play caller. So in the ringer, they say it's hard to envision a scenario where the move from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy offers an upgrade in four years with Moore. If we isolate the plays where Prescott was quarterback, the Cowboys performed like the second-best offense in the NFL in EPA per play. Did they look bad in a playoff loss to the 49ers? No doubt. But that was one game on the road against the best defense in the NFL. Ideally, the Cowboys would have examined what went wrong in that game, made some tweaks, and moved forward. Instead, they made a big change that could result in a step back in 2023. And I do think it's very possible. It is very possible. There's a balance to that conversation about there are things about Kellen Moore that I think his body of work, you can't take away from it. There's a reason uh, that a good football team like the Chargers snapped him up immediately when they realized that he was going to be available. Uh, He's good at his job. You can't, I guess my thing would be, you can't think that Kellen wasn't very good and Dak's not very good and they were the second-best offense in the league, and they've been a top-three offense for the last four years. That doesn't all work together. Somewhere in there, you got to realize that someone is a source of, holy crap, that's why we're scoring all the points. Um, So, yes, you could be taking a step backwards. Now, what does it look – what does the new Cowboys offense look like, I think, is a fun one to look at because a couple of things about Kellen Moore that I don't like. Or didn't like. If they called a pass play on first down and it was incomplete, boy, they were running the ball on second and ten a lot. That's a wasted play. And that's trying to put your quarterback in third and long, and that's dumb. Boy, they ran a lot of curl routes. I do not love curl routes. I believe it was second most in the league, second or fourth, uh, where the guy being targeted ran a hitch or a curl. And if... We are going to change to what Brian Schottenheimer's offenses have looked like or Mike McCarthy's offenses have looked like. 
then what you're going to see instead is guys not catching the ball as a stationary target and instead catching the ball on the move. And there are a few different staples of his offense that do that. Uh, one of them is if you have two receivers and a tight end on the right or the left or whatever, uh, you'll picture you've got essentially deep post from the outside, 12-yard dig from inside him, and then a four-yard cross from the tight end where it's just whew, 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 all of this being layered that way where you can read it as a quarterback looking at all the same thing, like where'd the safety go? Where are the linebackers? What is the coverage? Do I need this guy to stop and shut it down right there? Is this guy going to keep coming? Who are we getting crossed up here? Um, the super deep posts with the underneath shallow post, uh, the shallow crosses. Instead of a bunch of stop routes, you'll have a bunch of run across the fields. I like that. I would rather have my guys on the move when they're being targeted when they're catching the ball than standing still when they're being targeted or catching the ball. What I don't like about Brian Schottenheimer offenses is they just run the ball a ton. Historically, he's run the ball a ton. Now, I'll throw out his first damn near decade of offensive coordinating because I don't care because it was two terrible teams. His most recent stint was Seattle. And there are a couple of things. Let me get all my things. There are a couple of things from his offenses that I do like. And one would be, by the way, on first and 10, Brian Schottenheimer offenses don't run the ball as often as the Cowboys did last year. That's weird, right? Um, but where are my things? Where did I put them? So, yeah, last three seasons in Seattle, his offenses were sixth in run play rate, so they did run the ball a whole bunch. Also eighth in play action. So they would run the ball a bunch, play action a bunch. And then your play action has a decent chance to hit big plays, and I don't mean to misspeak there. Running the ball more and more and more doesn't make your play action more successful. It's scientifically proven and data proven that play action just works. You don't have to like, oh, they really will run it. No, teams and players react to you pretending you're going to throw the ball. It's not about how many times you've run. Uh, and Schottenheimer's not calling the plays. The biggest knock on him had always been repetitive, redundant, predictable. We've seen that around here before, right? So maybe if you're going to have, instead of a bunch of stop routes, you're going to have a bunch of guys on the move and crossing routes instead of that, and there's going to be a heavy emphasis from the OC on play action, which I really like, and he's not calling the plays, and the play caller historically likes to call passing plays, there may be a mix in there that leads to something that I really like for a Cowboys offense. But I, yeah, I think it's, it's worth asking yourself, do you think that the Cowboys are about to be a top two offense in the NFL or a top three offense in the NFL? Because if you don't, then the ringer is right. They very well may have overreacted to a playoff loss or two. Whereas I look at their playoff loss against San Francisco and say, damn, if I had had more in the passing game, if I had had more on the O-line and more weapons, Maybe I'd have scored more than 12 points. And on that one, like, if you want to hang it on the quarterback, that's fine. I do think it's really hard when you have one capable receiver to throw to. Uh, and yet, with those surroundings in the regular season, Dak did really, really well. Most points in football. Uh, and so, yes, you would like to see him do more. But you face the best defense in the league. You come in there with only one weapon and an inability to run block. Boy, you are fighting uphill. And so that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Because they prioritized 
run blocking and stopping the run this offseason. After Cooks and after Gilmore. So ultimately, I guess there's not a lot to complain about because Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore are some pretty nice additions in the passing game and the stop the passing game. And now my biggest concern is just Connor McGovern's gone. Jason Peters is gone. Boy, I hope all these offensive linemen hold up. Or I hope a Sim Richards, a fifth-round rookie, can fill in and start in the NFL because once Terrence Steele got hurt, this thing went off the rails in a hurry. Uh, But anyway, that's some Cowboys offense stuff. Some Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, Brian Schottenheimer stuff. And I do wonder how that lends itself to our boy Scooney, Schoonmaker, our second-round pick. Because Dalton Schultz did a really nice job for the Cowboys in being a guy that running curl routes could find himself a little window and make the plays that you needed to make to get first downs, and, and he'd make you some plays that way. But when you picture Jake Ferguson and some of the plays he made last year, what do you picture? Because I picture him running left to right or right to left across the field, catching a ball on the move, and you being like, ooh, that dude's got some juice. And the reason he looks like he's got some juice is because unlike most plays to a tight end in the Cowboys offense, he was catching it on the move. <laughs> Scooney's a hell of an athlete. You let him catch it on the move. Now you're moving. And so I do like that better. I like what Brian Schottenheimer's offense looks like for Schoonmaker more than I like how Kellen Moore's offense looks for Schoonmaker. Cowboys got a really good team. I worry about their offensive line depth, and I wish they'd gotten me one more receiver. That does lead me to my next thing, actually. Damn it. I usually like to keep these to 10 to 12 minutes because I feel like people be like, man, I don't got all day for this crap. Top five wide receiver units in the NFL. Am I being too tough on the Cowboys wanting another wide receiver, wanting another weapon, another weapon? Why do I say the H all the time in a word that doesn't have an H? The best receiver units in the NFL. Now, this is Mike Clay at NFL that did the list, and we can fight it and nitpick it a little bit if we want. But the list reads like so. Number one, Cincinnati Bengals. I got no problem with that. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. That's three really, really, really good players. Number two, Seattle Seahawks. I think they have a pretty good case for number one. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Whoo, that is a room. Miami Dolphins are number three, and it's just with two dudes. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, because their next guy's Braxton Berrios. Cedric Wilson's their five. You want to come back here and be our four? Philadelphia Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. And then the Cowboys at five with C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. Boy, that means Michael Gallup's breakout, or uh, C.D. Lamb's breakout season last year is not being doubted amongst anybody in the world, huh? Being the only threat on the team and having your team ranked in the top five in wide receiver units when what you added was a veteran for a fifth-round draft pick, and then Michael Gallup coming off a knee who was bad last year. I'm not going to sugarcoat that one. He was bad. Did not get open. Did not make plays. Did not make some contested catches you were used to him making. Basically had to run slants. Couldn't do things that were stopping and changing direction. And then, of course, Jalen Tolbert, Kevontae Turpin. I'm looking at the teams below him, and I don't think it's unfair to say that they are a top five wide receiver group 
Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston. I think it's very possible that ends up being better. DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore. Eh. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell, Russell Gage. That could be better than the Cowboys. Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro. No. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne. Maybe. But not enough teams have three really good ones. I want four good ones. I want people to line up and go, crap, how are we going to cover them? Uh, but anyway, that's some Cowboys content for you on whatever day of the week this is. What is this, Tuesday? Appreciate you stopping by. This presentation is brought to you by my friends at Bet Online. Please check us out on the Speakeasy on 97.1 The Freak, 7 to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Also on the iHeartRadio app, you can look up our podcasts, the Speakeasy, like 8 o'clock every day, and it's labeled there, is the best damn sports segment, period which if you're a sports fan, that's probably a segment for you. We do a lot of fun stuff, but if you want sports all the time, our 8 o'clock segments, just check it out. It's on the iHeartRadio app. Look up the Speakeasy, auto-download the podcast and listen to them, and then I'll pop back in here as often as I can. How about that? Sound good to you? Sound good to me. Uh, started with a new uh, brain professional today, which was good and needed. So today we will reemphasize. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Be easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.